Welcome back to the Morning Sky, episode 260. Your host, Ked, here, joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you, buddy? Everything uh, good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I, I want to get ahead of this, and before we kind of, like, get into everything, I'm so fucking excited for this hockey season coming up. Um, <laughs> I just want to give some shout-outs, some behind-the-scenes people that are, are going on right now. We've talked about this guy a billion times, but Kenton's our graphic guy, and holy shit, man. He's just a game-changer. Appreciate him. Well, I'll tell you what, Cordisco is looking for an A on his fucking sweater because that kid's been fucking in and out of DMs every fucking two seconds, texting me on the side. He's jazzed up, and then obviously Fink and Jenkins, and then and everybody else who wrote for us last year. Um, I kind of also want to introduce some new people and actually probably introduce everybody, really, because I don't yeah, know if we've ever actually know. done this before, right? Um, so we have new Arizona guy, uh, John. He's going to be blogging Arizona Coyotes this year. He wrote a blog about the Phil Kessel trade like years after, and that was like his like tryout blog. And I thought it was interesting that he went for that angle rather than – but, I mean, there probably isn't much going on in Arizona. So, shout out to John. Good stuff. Uh, the Bruins, Brownie, obviously. Co-host, uh, Buffalo Sabres, PJ's coming back. The Flames, we got Jenkins. New writer for the Hurricanes. This guy's name's Pierce Romo. Like Tony Romo? But Pierce think these are related kind of i don't know kind of a tough name uh <clears throat> we have fink doing the stars uh maz doing the red wings we got henry the the big ticket right out in edmonton checking out the stats behind the scenes okay uh, uh kenton's an edmonton guy too you know oh yeah big time oh every yeah. time that like he, it's brought up he's like hey he gets so mad league? whenever we do our picks and we pick calgary he sends me a text on the side he's like that hurts brownie <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh willie white in florida we got Devin, new guy for the kings uh richie obviously in minnesota then we got a uh, new guy for the predators chad uh my rival i hate this motherfucker pat booth um, he's our devil's guy. He's actually an excellent writer. I just hate listen. Him. Boother is the best because he gets right under your skin. Yeah, he's dude. He's good. He's really good. Uh, all right. We got a new Islanders guy, Anthony. That's cool. Rangers, obviously myself and wild Bill Schindler. Yep. He's, or yep. He's going to be doing that. And then sharks. we got a new young buck, Dean Ruskin blues, Preston, uh, maybe leave Sammy Hill. And then the capitals we have disco. So we do have some spots open for people who are like kind of looking to get into writing Anything along those lines, bottom line, I want people to go to our website when they wake up in the morning to see what the fuck is going on in the hockey world. I think that would be really, really cool. So uh, the teams that we have kind of available right now, we got the Ducks, the Blackhawks, the Avalanche, the Canadians, the Senators, the Flyers, the Kraken, and Vegas and Winnipeg. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Winnipeg, where are you? We know we have listeners in Winnipeg. I would love to go to Winnipeg for a game. I think it sounds awesome. I want to stand on the corner of that street that they always talk about that's like the coldest place in North America. And I've always wanted to go to a whiteout game. I love Blake Wheeler. The ghost of Dustin Bufflin still haunts that rink. I would just love to go and take in that whole thing. And if you're a Winnipeg fan in Manitoba, you know winter's coming. You're going to be watching hockey. You might as well blog about it. What's what's like some of your favorite things about Canada? I know this is kind of going completely off the rails, but are there like certain things when you when you think Canada, you think of that other than well, hockey? Uh, I'll stay out of the political stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay out of the political stuff, but 
I just think Canada is like our nicer upstairs neighbor. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. and, and actually I am my grandfather. I'm Canadian on my dad's side. Yeah. Um, so it's the homeland, you know, I love going up there. It's just, it's just, a, it's clean. It's, you know, not everywhere, obviously, but overall it's just, there's so many, there's so much wide open spaces like up where Jenks is. He, the pictures Jenkins puts on his Instagram are just insane. Yeah. You know, it's just gorgeous country. Everyone plays hockey or lacrosse. It's just fantastic. I'm I'm actually big into the whole Canadian geese market up there. The what? Like the Canadian gooses, geese. Oh, I thought you said something completely different. Go ahead. Problem with the majestic Canadian goose. You have a problem with me, bud. I'm just going to tell you that. This has been a longstanding argument with me and my wife is that whenever we're in Canada, I'm like, oh, look, there's geese. And she's like, they're Canadian geese. I'm like, not now. Now they're just that's geese. The thing. No, that's the thing, man. Yeah. Oh, you th- oh, you think the moment they cross the border, the Canadian just like leaves? Once they get back from migration, they're just geese, not Canadian geese because they're home. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, that was going off the rails. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we uh, it's going to be kind of – actually, we always – whenever we think it's going to be a short pod, it's never a short pod. But there's that's not right. as much to talk about this week as, as normal. <clears throat> but – um we can kind of hop right in right let's do well hey goals. before we do one thing and this is because i have it on in the background can i i don't know we're hockey podcast but i just want to give like kudos because they constantly step on their johnson as a collective unit the nfl talk about just dropping your nuts wherever you want do you know this year every thursday night game is on amazon prime no that's the only way you can watch it wow so if you think how big the NFL is to say, you want to watch us, you're going to have to get Amazon Prime. And then not only that, but they snub, they 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 uh, swiped Al Michaels. Al Michaels is the announcer on NFL uh, on Amazon Prime. Interesting. It's amazing. It's the Chargers and the Chiefs right now are on. They do whatever they want to do. Yeah, it's but it's unbelievable. And they're such bad people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's hop in. Let's do some Mia Culpa. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ked and Brownie. Brownie, go All on. Right. Go this, on. One, this is 100% me. Nicholas Backstrom is not retired. This was yet. this was first shift of a playoff game. You're out there. They go D to D, and you go to go up the boards to your winger, and you muffin that puck harder than any muffin you've ever muffined in your life, and the puck's going the other way. Even worse than that, I think of it as I'm playing D. My partner goes D to D behind me, and I try to hit the stringing, the streaking cross wing pass, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and someone walks in and just picks it off in the slot. Yeah, just an apple yeah. up the you know. Yep. It's like horrible. Dash one, two seconds in. You want to know what, though? Like, but I'm, I'm I will say not this. Playing your abilities that when I saw that on that thing, I wholeheartedly thought he retired and I was just living under a rock. Well, so it could still happen, right? It could still happen. And when it does happen, I'll be correct. So think of it that way. I mean, everybody retires at some point. So eventually mm-hmm. I will be right. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, do you remember we talked about Le'Veon Bell fighting Adrian Peterson? Remember we talked about that? Sure. Le'Veon Bell took the year off from football to fight. And we joked around that Adrian, yeah, we joked around that Adrian Peterson was like, "What are we going to do without a stick?" Remember? Yeah. So Le'Veon Bell beat the bag out. He knocked him out. Yeah, I did see that. Wait, so is he retired? Is he like coming back, or is he? I don't know. He says he he says he can't go in halfway for boxing and stuff, which he's correct. He can't. Uh, So he took the year off. I don't know what happened. I mean, it's not like people are beating down his door for a contract either. He's you know towards the end of his career, football wise. 
Um, Chechia and the Czech Republic are the same. We were kind of correct. So is Chechia like the, the cool, like, 2020? I'm sticking with Czech Republic, dude. I, yeah, I, that's what I've always called them, I the Czech. You could just say Czech. That's what I normally say. The Rangers yeah. have an all-Czech line. It was Radek Dvorak, Jan Holovich, and Peter Nedved. Fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Uh, great white sharks can weigh up to 5,000 pounds. It's insane to think about. That's like two and a half tons. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. That's a yeah. big, that's a big bitch, dude. Yeah. So that's why their hearts can be 600. And just think a 5,000 pound great white orca still manhandle it. Like, oh my God. Like how big is this heart for the heart to be 600 pounds? Well, it's got to be like the size of. Like, do we think it's massive or do you think it's like Thor's hammer where it's like small and it's just like. Small and heavy, like dense. Pounds. I don't know, but it's got to be like the bit back of a pickup bed. Could a heartbeat? That's happen? insane. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look <coughs> it up after after done with the man couples. I'll look it up. Uh, oh, so we talked about the champs last week. I don't know how we missed this, but Gretzky had four cups. Okay. Jordan had six championships, and Brady with the seven Super Bowls. We we both were like, uh, in terms of blank. That was one of those where I was like, I was. <laughs> I was kind of in one in the podcast and it was like that Michael Scott thing where you just start talking and you don't know where it's going to yeah. end. Like that's how I kind of felt when I was talking about that. I think I must've done like four laps before I literally just got to the point where I think Wayne Gretzky is the best like athlete in his respective sport. So, uh, and then these are some nicknames we missed, uh, that are pretty significant. The worm. That's one of the best nicknames ever. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, prime time for Dion. Ooh, that's Nif- Nifty Rick Middleton. Showtime for Patty Kane. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Captain Sirius for Taves. Uh, Dr. K, Dwight Gooden, right? You, do you remember him? Were you old enough yeah. to remember him? Yep. yep. Uh, Captain, Oil Can- Captain America, David Backus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Oil Can Boyd, pitcher, old pitcher for the Red Sox. Oil Can, just a great, great nickname. Never heard of him. Sick nickname. Yeah. Uh, Big Poppy, right? Yeah. Yogi Berra. Uh, and then... Uh, the hitman, Thomas Hearns, the boxer. For a boxer to have the name Hitman is fantastic. Does it make so when you hear the nickname Hitman, is that the first person that you think of? Yeah. Am I a loser that the first person I think of is Brett the Hitman Hart? No, not at all. That's I don't know who came first, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, and then the last one, Bacon. So we had a kid that I coached, uh, <laughs> and he was such a good player that we named him, we nicknamed him Bacon. And because everybody we put him with, he made them better. Mm-hmm. And we were like, he's Bacon, because he makes everybody better. So shout mm-hmm. out to you, Bacon. I know he listens, too. So he'll get a kick out of that. And boy, Bacon. So there you go. Um, all right, cool. Mia Culpas, that wasn't bad. Wasn't no, it bad. wasn't bad. After the, after the non-retired retired. Yeah. Um, NHL the news. Let's get right into it. Here we go. NHL in the news. First on the docket, Claude Julian uh, catches on as head coach for Ambry Piotta of the Swiss yep. National League. This is kind of surprising. You think Claude's just out there, like, fucking chilling in fucking Switzerland or what, bud? Well, he apparently, I read a thing that he's been doing some writing. He's been doing some blogging. So, Claude, if you're listening, you want to cover Montreal. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but, yeah, so he's, I, I don't know if, if, uh, the, 
like the reputation of him not liking the young kids, right, has always kind of trailed him. But they always tap him to co coach the Olympic team. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, good to see him. I mean, hey, living in Switzerland, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah. No, 100%. I'm happy. I, I always kind of like Claude Julian. Um, Wayne Gretzky, the trade tree from his deal uh, to LA Kings, has finally come to an end. Is Nelson no gear? No gear? Yep. Uh, signed with Bear. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Bears Nur Sultan in the KHL, yep. the trade and all, and it's uh, pieces and moves, whatever it did, lasted 34 years. Dude, I don't know if you want this, but look, I <laughs> have the trade tree. The whole thing, I, I we should we should post it in a blog. This is courtesy of Aaron Vickers of the Daily Hive, which is a Calgary Edmonton uh, hockey okay. thing. But he lined it all the way up, every piece of it. And what gave it such legs apparently um, was the uh, um, the McSorley, the McSorley part of it. Because he went to the Penguins, and then he went to the Rangers, and there was picks, and they kept, you know what I mean? So it kept yeah. moving and moving and moving. And it finally, after something like, uh, I thought he had it in here. Yeah. After 12,453 days, the trade tree is done. So, yeah, it was just a funny little thing. Maybe we'll put it in the blog once I get a fucking computer that works. So <laughs> <laughs> That was for uh, my wife, if she's listening. <laughs> Uh, Kadri donated $1 million in support of the Ambulatory Surgical Center at his hometown London Health Services Center. The center will be named the uh, Nazim Kadri Surgical Center. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'm always like a big – I like P.K. Subban donating all that money to like the Children's Hospital in Montreal and all that shit. So, yep. it, it, you know, it's it's probably easier to say that you would do something if you don't have the money. But then when you get the money, I'm sure like you definitely live a more fancy lifestyle. But these guys just literally just taking that much money and giving away. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Brownie's in one right now. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this. So they're taking in a 220 great oh wait. In a in a study in 1985, a 220-pound great white shark, the heart only weighed 6.3 ounces. Yeah, bro. I think so. We're already Mia Culping. But that just shows you how surgical the orcas are to get the heart <laughs> out. The you look at it. You told me that way, that was about the size of a truck bed, and then you just told me it's six ounces. And instead of being like, well, "Hey, no, that was wrong," wrong. you went with those orcas are extremely the precision on those bad boys is insane. It's more impressive, don't you think? Yeah, no, it is. I can't believe that's the spin you had on it. But yeah, it is. I want to figure out though. So if we know it's two point three to two twenty. X to five thousand. This is the this is some kind of math. Oh, the yeah, that was nice. Where you you do the I yeah. That. So yeah. two twenty X. Oh, we're gonna do it right now. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, five thousand <laughs> times two point three is eleven five hundred divided by two twenty. So in a I can't believe this. I actually did this. So in a five thousand pound great white shark. The heart would weigh like 52 ounces, which divided by 16 is only like three and a half pounds. Precision. Dude, think of that. That's crazy. 
All right, let's, let's move on from the Orca Talk <laughs> to Great White Talk. Uh, hey, to- Orca Talk for you Vancouver fans. That until we get a writer, there's your there's your Vancouver. Yeah, talk. That's all the Vancouver talk you're getting. Yeah. Um, so Tim Stutzel, uh, he signed an eight-year, sixty-six point eight million dollar contract, eight point three five a year. After the signing, he was asked what his new contract means to him. He says, "My parents don't have to work anymore. That's my number one. That's cool. Yep. Good Listen, kid. So, right. Do you watch? Do you watch a lot of Ottawa?" No, but like I might start watching them a little bit closer this year. They so, just picked up Tyler Mott too. Like he's gonna yeah, be great for them. Like I think Ottawa has a good future when we get to that part later. I think they're one of them, but and I think they'd be a fun team to cover. But I paid attention to him specifically the last time they played in Boston against the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And he was shying away from like contact the whole night. And maybe he was protecting an injury, but I was just curious if yeah. he would see him play. No, you know? I remember last year there was a lot of him like diving and shit. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. But I mean, that's a big ticket, eight point three five. Yeah, yeah, good player though, you know. Um, anniversary Monday. Monday was the forty third anniversary of Bobby Orr being inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. He went in as the youngest player ever, at just thirty one years old, and it was also the sixteenth anniversary of New York Islanders signing Rick DiPietro to a fifteen year six. The $7.5 million contract is finally off the books. Yeah, per cap friendly, he's now finally off the books. Oh, man. That's like the Bobby Bonilla contract for the. Yeah, I think Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid, actually. Yeah, for like another 10 years. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story about Ricky Henderson? No. He got a million dollar check, like a signing bonus, Mm -hmm. and he framed it. And uh, like within the, I don't know, a few months, the baseball ops were like, hey, man. What after that check? He's like, what do you mean? They're like, like you never cash. He's like, I know I framed it. It's a million dollar check. They're like, you need to cash it and ask them for a copy. <laughs> you don't have to be smart to play sports, boys and girls. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, it's um, funny. St. Louis Blues, Blues talk. Uh, Jordan Cairo signs an extension, the exact same as his best buddy, Robert Thomas. Uh, eight year, 65 mil. You're seeing a lot of eight years being dished out to these guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old uh, he is. He's fucking good, dude. I think he won fastest yeah. skater last year. Three sounds right to me. So the Blues are kind of an interesting team because whenever I think about the Blues, I think of them being like an older team. But now you're seeing like guys like this really starting to cash in. So yeah, um, and like Bennington seemed to have found his way a little bit last year in the yeah. playoff. We'll more than more than what he had, not playoff success wise, but in the regular season it was awful. He is uh, twenty four. 24 years old. Can you imagine being 24 years old and making that much money? Nope. <laughs> God damn. Uh, Montreal named Nick Suzuki their 31st captain in club history. He's also the youngest captain in Habs history at 23 years old. He turns 24 in August. Good player. Whenever I watch Canadians, I always kind of try to watch him. He He's pretty dynamic. He makes everybody else around him better. So I'm, I think that's good. good move for them. So I have a question for you, and – we're going to talk about captaincy more coming up and, you know, with Truba just getting named. Am I an idiot for thinking that the team voted on these? Um, Maybe a little bit. Uh, a little bit I'm an idiot or a little bit they do that? I think a little bit you're an idiot. I I don't know, man. I think when you're a kid, like you do shit like that. But I think no, when, I you- know when you're in kids, high school, college. But I, but I always assumed that it was like maybe not a whole team vote, but I always assumed it was a coach talking to like key vets. Yeah, I think that's more. Coaches. I think that's kind of more what it is. They 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 already really know who the fucking captain of the room no, is. No, no. I was surprised at Suzuki. That's all. 
it was surprising to me. It's because cool, Brendan Gallagher's not- on that roster. Yeah, but he's older. I don't know what his cap or his contracts like yeah. coming out. It might be one of those things. But if I'm a Canadians fan, I'm happy about it. You have a young yeah. piece who's going to be there for a long time, yeah. and you know so. And they also agreed to a four-year deal with Kirby Doc, uh, 13.45. That's 3.6 a year. Dude, you wouldn't pay Kirby Doc for 3.6. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he hasn't really he hasn't really put up big numbers yet, but like that's a contract where like you know, if he fulfills even 75% of his potential, that's that's pretty good. I think he's a good player. I like Kirby Doc. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. You know, it's hockey season when Patrick Waugh blows a fucking gasket. Um yeah, you, you blogged about this, but I, I wanted to put it in here too. But if you want a more in-depth thing, go check out Ked's blog. It's really it's it ain't that in-depth. It's me just putting a couple of videos of Patrick Wild freaking yeah, out it's funny, though. before. Um so the Quebec Ram uh Remparts coach was tossed after arguing with officials in a game during the first period earlier this year in, in, in last year's playoffs. He disagreed with some significant calls by those refs. Uh so when the um head official noticed it was the same ref, he felt like he was already at a disadvantage. As I told my oh, as a Hall of Famer, sorry. As I told my players, I don't feel uh, I don't feel I'm getting the same treatment as other coaches around the league. That's why I tried to do as little talking as possible during games. I thought it was funny that the league put us against uh, Jesus, Sean. Yep, Sean again in an exhibition game. Uh, they were tactless. I mean, cry me a fucking river, Patrick Waugh. Like just chill. I out. do love the fact that he is always has something to be mad at. He's like the he's like the Roger Clemens of like hockey. Like, I feel like Roger Clemens is, like, the same kind of way. Like, I feel like Roger Clemens was always just, like, very grumpy. Roger Clemens is a dink. They're just – they're both grumpy people. (sighs) I don't know. I feel like you're doing Patrick Waugh a disservice by comparing him to Clemens. (laughs) And and do you remember when they did that ESPN doc with the Red Wings and the um, Avs earlier this year? Yep. I always thought Adam Foote was, like, the toughest motherfucker ever, and I always thought he was super grumpy. And then after watching that, you realize he's actually, like, a pretty nice dude. <laughs> like, that was, like, a takeaway. No like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a player. Yeah. It's always stormy in Philadelphia. You still got it, Brownie. Like Unreal. that one? Yeah. Yep. John Tortorello. I currently out. can't blog, but I can get it out in, in these, right? <laughs> so, so Torts, when he was asked about the Flyers' vacant captaincy and the team vibe, he said, I have major confer- concerns about the room. You can't get squat done on the ice until you get your room straight, and I think we have a little bit of work to do there. He made it clear that he's in no rush to name a captain. Another indication that Johnny Hockey probably made the right choice not going there. Uh, <sighs> you asked I mean, for him. You, that's you asked for him. Before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You asked right. for him. You got him. <laughs> yeah. so, you got to be careful I, what you wish for, right? I don't. I think he's going to do nothing but good things there. Truly, like I think the Flyers are going to get their identity back. The, the Flyers lost their identity when they hired a lay fucking Vigneault, and now he's gone. And now they're going back to the dude who's black and blue. He's going to punch your face in, and every time you play the Flyers, you're going to be like, "Fuck, I have to play the Flyers." I, I will say this: you said it a long time ago on the pod, and it just always has stuck with me because it was such a great thing. The way you phrased it is that the NHL is better when the Flyers are relevant. It's 100 yeah. percent true. Uh, it's like when the Flyers, they don't even have to be good. They just have to be the Flyers. Because, like, when you know when you're going to Philly and you're playing a Flyers team that should be assembled like a Flyers team, like, one, you might win. Two, you just really hope nobody gets hurt. And three, there's always going to be one or two scraps a game. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> Connor McDavid uh, joins some elite company per Sportsnet. Wayne Gretzky and McDavid are the only players in NHL history with four Art Rosses, two Hearts, three Ted Lindsays, and five 100 point seasons by the age of 25. That's crazy. That are you sure he's only 25 years old? I looked it up. He doesn't that, turn 26 until January. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't it feel like he's in his 30s? I feel like he was like 31. So his best years are arguably still ahead of him. Because that they say centers, right? 26, 27, 28. He's going to fucking pop off next year, man. It's it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, women's oh, hey, World. Speaking of the Oilers, real quick. Yeah. I listened to an interview with um, Dreisaitl, who I'm not a fan of Dreisaitl. And it was one of those things halfway through the interview, I was annoyed because I'm like, ah, oh, he seems like a good guy. I hate when it's a player I don't like care for. And I hear the interview and they seem like a good dude. And now I'm like, ah, it just, yeah, whatever. That's always, that's always shitty when yeah. you have somebody pegged. And so like, oh. so now I, now I skip interviews if I don't like the guy. <laughs> that is fair. Um, women's world. So Czech Republic. Yep. They won bronze over Switzerland for the first medal in their history at women's worlds. Japan and Finland. This was crazy, dude. To remain in <clears throat> pool A, the game goes to overtime at zeros when Finland scores, but it's offsides on review. Games goes to the shootout, and Japan wins to stay in A pool while Finland drops the B pool for the first time ever. That's fucking crazy. So Japan's in the A pool, Finland's in the B pool for the women's worlds. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing for Japan. Yeah. I mean, good for them. Yeah, seriously. Um, Canada held on to beat the U.S. 2-1 for uh, – giving Canada their third straight major gold after their gold in the world's last August and their gold in the Olympics in Beijing. Brianne Jenner scored both goals for Canada while, um, and Renee Damien. Des Desbiens, I believe. Desbien. Robbed Kendall coin Schofield three times in the closing minutes with the USA goalie pulled for the extra attacker. I mean, I just, I need, a, I need a fresh crop of us women just players. Cause I'm, I'm so sick and tired of seeing the same fucking names. Every so, time. so I was watching this game. And you know I, um, you know I covered Northeastern, right? So maybe midway through the second period, I text the coach for Northeastern. I go, "Hey, bud, hope everything's great. I don't know if you're watching the Women's Worlds, but they really could use Fontaine on the back end." Now, Skylar Fontaine just graduated uh, from Northeastern. She fucking flies. Yeah, she's she's like, uh, what do you call it? Like a riverboat gambler, you know? She mm -hmm. pinches, but she always gets back. I mean, she's she's an excellent player. Mm -hmm. And so he and I talked the other day, and I'm like, man, he goes, yeah. The problem is, she he goes, she had a tough uh, tryout because she usually can dig herself out of trouble at the collegiate level. Yeah, but it's that one step faster at this level. He goes, but now now he thinks she knows what she needs and should be there next time but she's a i would compare her to pk when pk was good like in terms of being able to impact the game from the back end yeah just the speed and the stick handling and that's what they needed in my opinion anyways watching well hopefully they bring her in yeah i hope so yeah they need to do something um and then last week hillary knight broke the women's world's all-time points record previously held by Haley wickenhauser and seven in 64 games played the four-time olympian has 51 goals 36 assists for 87 points 87 and 64 is not too shabby. Not too bad. Um, now, this image, you saw this. I don't know where you saw it, but it's essentially like if you were to create an NHL franchise. What do you mean? You sent it to me. I sent it to you. You sent it to me like a week ago, and you were like, we should talk with us on the pod. And I'm like, all right. So I sent it back to you to remind you. 
Well, thanks for the reminder. Um, <laughs> that's so, a, ladies and gentlemen, that's the rare live mea culpa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna break it down by a couple different things. But first off, fans. So well, no, no, you you, ha- you didn't explain what it was. I think we just did. We're creating the best we NHL franchise. It was a picture back and forth, but you didn't describe the picture. Okay. Well, the picture had all these different variables of how you would create the best NHL franchise, and you can use any team for whatever it is. So we're going to kind of break down each one of these things. So, and you and I actually had a lot of similar things on here. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, fans. So, Brown. You want to just list all the categories first and then go back over it? We have fans, history, coaching, management. City, arena, logo, jerseys, goaltending, offense, defense, future, and mascot. So are we going to try to put this up like in our thing and have people vote? Yeah, I mean, we could probably figure something out with that. And by we, you mean Kenton, and I agree yeah. with you. I think Kenton <laughs> probably could. <laughs> so first one's fans. What, what did you go with, Brownie? I said for fans because in my mind, a Toronto fan is not a good fan. They're Montreal fans, not a good fan. A Rangers fan, fan, not a good fan. Yes, and and I don't like fans that are sit. Oh, I should have had. So I'm going to add one while we're talking. Uh, my idea, and listen, I'm a Bruins fan, and there are some great Bruins fans, but overall, Bruins fans are fucking morons, and I say that with all the love in my heart. Same with New York. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say, because this is, in my opinion, what a true fan is. No matter what happens, they're supporting the squad. Mm-hmm. Right, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Islanders. I'm adding the Islanders just now because I just Islanders fans are the worst. I think that the the way that they're all the players in the community are all tied in. I think that's great. Oh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> but Winnipeg gonna, and Buffalo are my first pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Yours is good, also, same, just because same reason. State of hockey. Um, you have like the high school hockey championships there. Like they yeah, love their fucking team, dude. They pack that place every single time. I, I yep. think I would pick Minnesota. Plus they're not like super opinionated dickheads. Like I don't ever really ever see well, that. That, eliminates, that probably eliminates all of the Northeast. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, history. What are you going for history? I put the Bruins down and I know like Montreal has like the winning history, but the reason I had the Bruins down is because the Bruins were such perennial underdogs against the Canadians that the stories about the way they used to fuck with visiting teams, like the old garden, the the players, the, the home bench was like six inches higher than the visitors bench. So there, the heat would always cut out in the visitors dressing room. The mats on their stairs for the visitors would always disappear. I just love that kind of shit. And and the history of being the underdogs and the too many men on the ice and, you know, the Canadians always getting the best players. So I, I just put the Bruins with their history. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think that's, yeah. that's the halfway decent answer. I, my runner up is Montreal. I don't know all of Montreal's history. I just know that there's a shit ton of it. Well, when there was original six, the Montreal got the first pick of the Canadian players. That's why they were so good. Yeah. They were really good. So, um, but I probably go Detroit. I'm only going to do this just because, like, growing up, and we've talked about this a billion times, baseball was Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. And hockey was the Red Wings and the Avalanche. And just seeing the fucking battles that those guys yeah. would go into. And then now, like, Stevie Y is there. It's, and that's going to kind of, as we go on later in, in these things, I'm pro- definitely going to mention him again. But 
Um, Detroit, I think that would be my number one. There's just something about it. Detroit as a as a city is an underdog, so I get it. You know what yeah. I mean? The way that Detroit's fallen on hard times and trying to bring it back, and hockey's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, coaching. Uh, I said Calgary, and I put Vegas on there because I love Bruce Cassidy. Okay. That's, so, that's crazy that you love Bruce Cassidy when all the players didn't like him. Well, because I hold people accountable, like Jake DeBrus, skate, you know. I mean, you're a hockey player. You're not a glider. You know what I mean? I um, I, I also well, chose Calgary. I love Sutter, and I feel like Cassidy is on his way to becoming a Sutter, if that makes sense. Interesting. That That's big remarks for him. With his directness I, and his frankness <laughs> and his take zero shit. Although we'll see what happens, because I feel like Vegas is going to be a very different beast for him. Yeah. Um, I, Calgary, just because I just watched that, that, uh, little video that they did about his farm and just like the way he presents himself and like what means a lot to him and what he values, what he's done in his career. Like that's a guy when you go into the locker room, you do whatever the fuck he has to say. Like he might be a grumpy dad, but like, he's the grumpy dad that you respect. And like, if he tells you to jump, you ask him how high you jump. Yeah. I like your second pick too. I I think Gallant. Yeah. I agree. Players coach. I mean, the Rangers had no business doing what they did last year. And yeah. I think it's just the boys kind of finally bought in. And like, now you're seeing they're gelling and shit. So um, that would have been my runner up uh, management. What do you got? I have Colorado uh, because of the way they managed everything. Although we'll see what happens with this Nathan McKinnon contract. They're going to have to do, but they seem to have done everything right running up to the cup. Uh, and then for my runner up, I put, I put Calgary just for saving. Yeah. I'm going to put Treeling, right? The general manager is part of management. So, yeah. I mean, what he did in the in the aftermath of Gaudreau and Chucky leaving, it, you know, GM of the year stuff right yeah. there. I'd so. give you that. Uh, Colorado would have been a good choice, but then they signed Georgiev to be their starting goalie. And I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Um, Tampa? I mean, look at what they fucking created there. I, know, I like, agree. I can't right put them down for anything good. And then Detroit, like with what Stevie Eisman's doing, but like that is a lot to have. That's a lot also with Tampa because like he was like yep. the fucking yep. dude there too. So yep. um, management right. wherever Steve Eisman goes. Um, city, where are you going? So I looked at this as if I was a player at 27 yep. years old. That's what I did. Single. Yep. Right. Where would I want to live for the winter? So I put Anaheim and Nashville. This has nothing to do with hockey. This has nothing to do with the on ice product. It's where no, I'm going to be living. Where you want to live and like how you want to live. And where I want to live for half the year. I don't want to live in Anaheim and Nashville in the summer, but I also don't want to live in Winnipeg in the winter. See, I want Anaheim as my number one just because yeah. I would live there no matter what. I mean, dude, that's heaven on earth, bro. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really nice there. Calgary, my number two, because if I had to pick a Canadian market, like the whole – like oh, I'd pick Calgary in a flash. The yeah, like country, the, you know, the and, beautiful like, world up there. Yeah. yeah, uh, Minnesota, just because again, it's the I think Minnesota. I don't know, dude. Like the city's probably way different than what I fucking think it is. But when I think of Minnesota, I think of like where I'm from, but like a giant city. It's very, it's very nice. I've been there, the Twin Cities. It's very nice. People are very nice. It's Midwest, right? It's like Chicago. Oh, yeah. Chicago would have been a good one. I could live in Chicago too. I couldn't live in Chicago. If I was twenty-seven years old as a Blackhawk. You kidding me? Do you see how many people get shot every day in Chicago? Oh That'd be God. like the last place I would choose. 
All right. I'm just being honest. And, right. then, and then Nashville. I lived in Nashville. I if yeah. I I would live there and play hockey yeah. there. It was cool. It's cool there because they're just so obsessed with the Titans. Right. That you can just fucking walk around and just live your life, and it's just kind of like oh. Although I think it would be kind of cool to experience it maybe for like a season if you were a pro player to go to Toronto for a season just to see what that would be like. Oh, dude, I don't I don't think I'm No, I, I don't mean I don't mean specifically Toronto, like maybe Edmonton where it's just like you can't you everywhere you go you get recognized. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Just to Tampa, see what it's like. Tampa and Florida also would have been a yeah. half yeah. answer. Yeah. Um or San Jose, that would also be pretty good. Um Arena there's only we one. Agree on this. There's we only agree one. On this. It's yeah. the garden. It's the it's real the, garden. It's the Madison Square Garden. It's the original. And I just put the Saddle Dome up there because it's maybe cool. I would get Iggy's old locker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, logo. Uh, I yeah. I I yours is a classic. Uh, but I love love the flame. The Calgary Flame yeah. logo is so badass. And I think the Blackhawks is another one. It's probably it's probably outdated now or culturally offensive, but I think it's a really cool logo. Yeah. And then the Bruins. I, 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 the Bruins is a classic one. And the, the one thing, like, how all these other teams, like these non-traditional markets can get away with, like, alternate jerseys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the traditional markets really can't. Which I kind of like that in a way, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I would agree with that. Um, I'm just going with the Rangers. Yeah, yep. Love, love the emblem. Um, jerseys. I have the same three. <laughs> I didn't realize that till I just looked at it. I have the same three: Boston, Calgary, and Chicago. I just think they're all, they're just so clean. Yeah. They're so classic, especially like the Calgary, like the all red with the yellow hem. Yeah, uh, it looks so sick, you know. And the Blackhawks, when they wear those green ones for St. Patty's Day, they're they're dynamite, you know. I um Rangers, obviously. Red, yeah, white, yeah. Red, white, um, and blue. Yeah. The I didn't put it down, but the all red Calgary Flames, like the fucking real, real red. Like yeah. I'm into that. Boston. I there's something tough about like showing up to a rink and having to play a team that's black and gold. You're just like Jesus. This is gonna suck. <laughs> um, Montreal. I think is a classic jersey. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, I Toronto. I think Toronto has really cool jerseys. They do, but they I just can't stand them. That's fair. Yeah. Um, goaltending. There's again only yeah. one answer. I had a well, I think you actually you I think the Rangers have the best tandem because they brought in Halak, who's I believe an upgrade over Georgiev. Yeah, anything's an upgrade over Georgiev. So you are correct there. Um, the Rangers is the only correct answer here, but my runner-up is that fucking kid in Dallas that put on. But he's only one guy, and I was looking at as a tandem. I was yeah. going to put the Bruins as a runner-up because you don't know if Swayman pops off. Allmark's an excellent backup, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but Ottinger, we're going to have to see. I think you need a little bit more of a sample size, although I'm completely bought in on Swayman, and I've seen less of a sample size. So <laughs> <laughs> there's me talking out my ass in live time. There you go. <laughs> uh, offense. Uh, we had two of the same. We both had Edmonton and Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, Florida, I don't think that's going to happen this year again. I just love the way they're made up, though. Now that they brought Kachuk in there, mm. like it's I just Brit and, and Markov yep. and Lomberg, who's a pain in the dick. Duclair yep. scores a shit ton of goals. Like they. Oh, I forgot about Duclair. Yep. They're kind of built pretty good. And I, I put Colorado in there because they can generate so much offense from the back end. And mm -hmm. that's and that is so hard to contain. Yeah. And the thing about Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh should be called the fucking Pittsburgh vampires. You it's so hard to kill them. 
Yeah. Seriously. It's, they're it's always going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Um, defense. Do we have – so I had Carolina, Calgary, and Colorado. I think those are the top three D units in the NHL right now. But I could see the Rangers being right outside that top three because they got some truck sticks on that back end. Yeah, I like uh, – I don't think I really have this in order. Colorado probably would be the, the number one. Tampa would be my number two, and then I would uh, put the Rangers number three. Yeah. Although Tampa just lost McDonough, so yeah, who, who knows? It's a big step for uh, – what's his name? Sergachev this year. Yeah. Big step. Big spotlight on him. Um, future. So I had Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa. I think the future is bright for all three of those franchises. And I would like to see all three of them be relevant. Because, again, like we talked about Philly, I think it would be great. Like when Buffalo was good back in the day, like late 80s, it was awesome those games between them and the Bruins, you know? Yeah. And I just think Detroit, historic team. And Ottawa, I mean, listen, those fans have suffered enough, enough. with yeah. everything they've gone through. They yeah. deserve it. This is probably the most exciting time to be an Ottawa Senators fan because when you think about it, who did they really yeah. have before? They had Daniel Alfredson. Well, once they got the up. franchise, right? Once yeah. they got the franchise. Like, they never – but now you look, now you have good players, but they're all young and, like, they're growing up with each other. Like, that's yeah. – You that's got Brady Chuck leading the way. Um, I had the same teams, but I also added Montreal just because of what Cole Caulfield, Suzuki, and having Marty St. Louis yeah. behind the bench is really going to help out those kids. Yeah, that's a good one. And then um, just, the the whole carry price thing is what's gonna yeah yeah um and then I don't know if if they're too old now but like I think the Rangers future is pretty fucking good no I, I mean, think you're good there I just didn't want to you to I knew you were gonna put them on so I just left them off and, and then Matt, we're, we're in complete agreement here yeah Matt I don't even really know any other mascots besides Gritty like that's how much he's the Bruins up. have blades right see I wouldn't even know I think the Rangers are the only team in the NHL that don't have a mascot so. Speaking of mascots, uh, I might be getting a Cleveland Brown sweatshirt. Oh. Have you seen the logo for Brownie <laughs> Elf? Yeah. Someone was like, you got to get that sweatshirt today. And I was like, I looked it up and I'm like, ooh, I might get one of those. <laughs> yeah. hoodie? Nice hoodie. Nice orange hoodie, like for working around, you know? No, yeah. I'm into that. So maybe. Um. So, yeah. So those are kind of our picks. Uh, let yeah. us know if you agree, disagree. Um. If you're an original listener and you've listened to this for years, we used to have a Patty B hotline where like we would have people call in and most of the time and just be Patty B just rumbling nonsense. We're bringing back another a hotline. I don't know what we're going to call it yet, uh, but it's going to be more see a hotline for at least right now. If you want to chirp us, leave a comment, ask a question, tell Brownie how great he is and how Ken should make nice with the deer. There's a phone call away. So it's 518-350-7036. If you call that number, you can leave a voicemail. Um, if you have questions, we can play it on the podcast, uh, whatever it might be. And if you're a business listening to this, also hammer that thing and let's talk figures. So, Once again, that's 518-350-7036. And that is exactly is that right. 7036. Yep. Yeah, nailed it. 7036, dude. There you um, go. All right. Dump and change, dude. Dump it in change. All right. So RIP, Queen Elizabeth died last week at age 96. Are you a uh, monarch fan? Monarchy. He's ninety six years old. I've been alive for more than thirty years, and I couldn't tell you one fucking thing about this lady. Like not one. Well, yeah. I mean, the royal royal family. Some people are super into it. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to wish death on anybody. But at ninety six, you lived a good full life, right? You know, she's seen. I mean, she 
I mean, talk about the lucky sperm club. Good Lord. You know? Yeah. And, and now well, they're talking about King the kids. They were talking about the, 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 well, he's not a kid. He's an old man, but like her son. Oh, the he pedo. has people fucking, um, Iron his shoelaces. He has people put one what? inch of toothpaste on his toothbrush. Which which like, son is this? The dude who is going to be the king, the fat finger. Oh, that's guy. King Charles. Yeah, but her other son Andrew is the pedo that she protected for years. So I mean, yeah, I'm out on them. No, I just I mean it's listen that's culturally relevant that the queen passed away. Yeah, and so. I mean what a run she had. Yeah. Yep. Um. Oh. She didn't. She didn't lose the Revolutionary War. That wasn't her problem. No, 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 no. She did do a. She was there for a lot of other heinous shit. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, how's this for a transition? Speaking of heinous shit, the uh, NBA has suspended Suns owner Robert Say- Sarver for a year from the Suns and the Mercury, the WNBA, based on a league investigation into allegations of abuse, racism, and misogyny. This guy's just a world class piece of shit. Um, he was also fined $10 million. LeBron James, Chris Paul, and the head of the NBA Players Association have all come out and condemned the light sentence. The NBA commission even said the quiet part out loud in his statement that there are a different set of rules for the owners versus the players. You can imagine how that went over in the NBA. Yeah. So, and then uh, we got a whole lot of bills here because this, this is a big week for Buffalo. Uh, so after his TD catch on national TV during the opening night game, uh, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie did a gender reveal for his sister yelling, it's a boy into the camera. Arguably the best gender reveal of all time. Yeah, that's cool. And the confidence in this kid to be like, yeah, I'm going to catch a touchdown and get in the, get on the camera. Yeah, So that's good for cool. him. Uh, Josh Allen, the first quarterback in NFL history to have 250 or more passing yards, 50 or more rushing yards, three or more passing TDs, a rushing TD, an 80% completion rate, and a victory all in the same game. It's pretty that's good. MVP he, stuff. He also threw two picks, though. Yeah, but that that's irrelevant to this stat. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this one for the Bills Mafia. Students in Orchard Park, New York, which is where the Buffalo Stadium is, are getting a half day this coming Monday because it is the day of the Bills home opener on Monday Night Football. Dude, that's so fucking cool. I don't know yeah. how they made that happen, but like that's sweet. I'm sure it was a teachers union vote. That's cool. Yeah, someone at a teachers union meeting said, "Hey, the Bills are opening up on Monday Night Football. How about we do a half day?" And then there was probably someone else said, "How about we do a late start on Tuesday?" And they that one probably got shot down. Yeah, right. <laughs> um all right, so that was the Those were good. Those were good. We're going to get into a little bit of Rangers talk. I'm going to keep this quick. Um, they have that rookie camp going on right now. Well, a, yep. a couple of things. They have just like regulars practicing with each other and shit, just kind of – I'm sure it's kind of like probably a captain's practice. And then yep. they have the rookie camp. So rookie camp, uh, Will Cooley, he's hitting everything. It doesn't matter who you are to him. Like he's just hammering everything. He's really trying to make that bottom six. like to see that. Um we are second round pick this year, 63rd overall, the Sakura kid. I guess he's been playing really well. They they said his like uh, energy around the rink is like infectious. And I've never seen the Rangers promote a second round pick the way that they're like they're promoting this guy. And but by promoting, he, I mean like putting him on social media and shit. No, like, no, I understand. Do you think did he fall and that's where they got him? Did they get him later than he was projected? I have no idea. They di- they didn't have a first this year, so maybe like it's this is their first or whatever. But yeah. they're putting this kid and they already signed him to that three year entry level. So, um, 
Trocheck looks good in red, white, and blue. I like that. Like seeing him there. Uh, Kratzov oh, actually jerseys, low key. The black Hurricanes jerseys are pretty sharp too. There's nothing about the Hurricanes that I like <laughs> at all. Uh, so Kratzov, he's a guy who took his ball and went home last year. He uh, <clears throat> he didn't do rookie camp this year, but Drury said that was okay. It was talked about. He actually came over way earlier and he's been training with all the boys. So I like to see that. Um, this Nils Lundqvist fucking European soy boy beta cuck dickhead. Like they don't know if he's gonna show up to camp. Jury was like kind of hush hush about it. Um, but if you don't want to be here, fucking go. I'm getting yeah. so sick of these fucking prima donna little bitches where they get drafted. Oh, I don't want to play here. Like I'm the type of dude where this would be very very poor asset management. I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't do anything. I'm like, you're gonna sit your fucking ass here for three years, then, dude. Don't play. Like, if that's really what you want to do, then don't play. <laughs> I'll show you and my capologist what's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, don't play. Just fucking ride the pine pony, pal. Um, and then six defensemen is a spot. They didn't bring anybody for a PTO. I guess they're still seeing what's going to happen in other people's camps and stuff right now. But as of right now, it looks like that six defenseman spots either going to go to Zach Jones or Libor Hayek. And I cannot even begin to grasp how Libor Hayek. I don't even know how that guy's in the fucking NHL, dude. I've never seen a hockey player. that PK is still floating around. What'd you say? PK Subban's still floating around. I can't believe he didn't get a PTO anywhere. I mean, maybe the Rangers are trying to figure out what's going on. Like, boy, that would be electric if that fucking guy came to New York. But. Just the fact that Libor Hayek was even out there where it's like, oh, he might win it. Like, I've never seen a hockey player be more afraid to play the game that he's being paid to play. Like, he is terrified every time he's out there. So, Zach Jones is uh, – and it's officially uh, – he put on 10 pounds in the offseason season. Um, every year we kind of go in there. I remember – I have one in the Bruins coming up. <laughs> yep. Every, every fucking year, this yeah. young kid, he put on 10 pounds of muscle, yep. and that's all you hear about for the first fucking two months, whether or not – like, and then – Depending if they play well, it kind of goes away. If they don't play well, it goes away. But what, whatever it is. So that is what I have on the Rangers. I'm fucking pumped for this shit to start going. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, for Bruins, uh, just a quick shout-out to former GM Harry Sinden. He turned 90 uh, yesterday, Wednesday. We're recording this Thursday. Uh, goalie Keith Kincaid, he was in the Rangers system. You remember him? Yep. <laughs> So he's like 33, 34. He's he's signed on with Providence. Union um, College. Yeah, Union College, right. But he um he got a he got a new uh helmet for for the Bruins now. Mm-hmm. And he got uh Happy Gilmore painted on the side in his Bruins jersey screaming, which is a great I mean, talk about getting the fans behind you immediately in Providence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so rookie camp, apparently, uh, Fab- Fabian Lysel and John Beecher have been the standouts. You know, that's I was the- telling you, that's I was asking you about that Fabian Lysel kid. Yep. Yeah. They've been standouts. To, when I talked to DuPont, he was saying that he still looks like a high schooler though, mm-hmm. but, uh, he was out there. He's, I guess he's been the big push for these two, uh, to make the club out of rookie camp, which would put Craig Smith and, uh, Nick Felino on the hot seat. Craig Smith. Yeah. Because he's the third line winger. Yeah, I know. I would rather he's. It's because he's older than DeBrusque. But I would. I would rather package DeBrusque. If you guys are fucking stupid, if you get rid of. I I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm just reporting what was reported. I'll take Craig Smith. You guys are. I'll take Craig Smith. I'll fucking plug him in on my fucking bottom six. And of course, Nick Foligno has a 16 team no move list. Like. 
Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Um, That's rough. And, and then for the Bruins guy who put on 15 pounds of muscle, it is uh, Jakob Zaborl. Apparently is back 100% from his knee injury, and he's looking buff, according to reports, that other players did not recognize him. So the, remember the Barzell draft? Yep. Was this one of the kids you guys took? Yep. It was him, DeBrusque, and somebody else, right? And Zach Seneshin. Who's Senshin. Senshin. He's gone. Okay. Um, and then the other things that aren't on the I didn't put on the notes is that uh Zeno Chara popped in to Warrior the other day as a visitor. Don't and he, everyone was very quick to say, uh, don't read anything into it. And he said something like, I just tried to come in low key. It's like, dude, you're six nine. You, <laughs> you can't go in anywhere low key. Um, oh, I just thought of something else. Oh, and uh Marshawn is hoping to get back on the ice next week, and he so far is slated for the end of November. Everyone's talking about the matinee game the day after Thanksgiving for him to make his debut. So pretty cool day to make the debut. But the thing that made me nervous is he actually said in the paper uh, that he, he's got to learn to skate again. And that does that not. Sound... Yeah. But that could have been like an off the cuff. Like, Oh, I got to learn to skate again. Yeah. Like, right. Right. There's no tone. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But still I was like, Ooh, so there, there you go. <laughs> Um, beer league. I'm still skating with these guys and I'm having the fucking time of my life, dude. It is. I like look forward to going in. I mean, I was on the phone with you on my way to hockey last time, right? Or like maybe yeah. two times ago yeah. where it was like, dude, I am just like buzzing. I'm having a great time. Lungs are getting back underneath me. Um, I actually, I ordered a new jock, a uh, new, I just ordered of, a new jock. Yep. I, I, that, so buddy. I normally had like the compression one, but I went with the yellow, yeah. like short ones. Blue shorts, um, I, that's where you got to go. Well, I have like these compression ones that go under on underneath because, well, no, I do this because there was a time in my life where I was pulling a groin pretty much every time I played hockey. A kid that I played hockey with who played at Utica told me about these specific compression shorts that he started wearing them and nothing ever happened to him again. And he was right. I had to order them. They're like from England. They were like $100 and I haven't pulled a groin since. I Not wear I, I hurt my uh, bicep, so I wear compression sleeves that you mm -hmm. pull on. And yeah. I probably don't need it, but I was like, well, it just feels right now to wear them. Yeah, and I, yeah. I also I'm bought, like, you, you know those helmet bags? Yep. Like a Bauer helmet bag? I bought one of those, not for my helmet. I bought that so I can keep all my, like, like tape and scissors and laces in there. Because I was just using, like, one of those fucking big, giant sandwich bag things. Mm -hmm. And that thing was beat to shit. So now I got something in there. Just getting ready to go for the fucking season. Made sure I got all my stuff ready. So opening night, we're, we're fucking we're ripping ready to go. I need a new pair of pants. I rip my suspenders, though, mm. where it attaches. So it feels really awkward. Um, actually, my I got a new hockey bag. And uh, the front, like where you would put like your tape and all that crap in the front of it, is... Uh, like lined with felt, like you put your helmet in there. I'd never seen that. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't put my helmet in there, but it was pretty cool. Because I'm like, if I put my helmet in there and I swing it into something, my helmet's going to hit. Wait, you got a new hockey bag or you're getting a new hockey bag? I have a new hockey bag. Okay, okay, okay. There was some lady who was giving away all her husband's stuff. I think they got divorced or something. And I was like, I'll take that bag. No way. Yeah, it's a nice bag. So at the outside pocket for the skates, really nice. Bro, if I got a divorce and I showed up, to my ex-wife's house and my hockey shit was on like a table like being sold i don't know what i would do probably burn her house down like yeah 
that's so rude. Well, you don't know what he did. I guess, dude. I don't think I'd ever put myself in a position where my significant other would want to like. There you go. Look at you growing. (laughs) Nicely done. Nicely. What I do. Yep, I'll take Uh, it. So for beer league, we had the summer championship. We uh, oh, what happened? We I got moved up to forward because someone couldn't go injury wise. Uh, I I got there late, very disjointed. You know how you when you're late, you're not in your, you don't do your routine. You feel doesn't feel yeah. right. Uh, we got down. What did we get down? We got down like two nothing. Came back, tied it two to two. They went ahead three to two, tied it up three three. Go to overtime, first shift. Fifteen seconds in, I'm just, I'm on the bench and they scored. I was like motherfucker. But whatever, it's summer league. And uh, we have pickup starting next week for four weeks, I believe. And then we go right back into winter season. So cool. Yeah, the yep. um, <clears throat> the league I'm playing in, they have the draft all set. There's 13 new players in the league this year. Um, they do like a fantasy. Well, I guess it's not a fantasy draft, but they do a draft at a bar in Albany where like all the captains go and they pick the teams or whatever it is. And then I think do you guys take that. Polaroids. Do they take Polaroids? I don't know. I don't know if it's that official, but I'm pretty sure we have like two preseason games before like the regular season starts. Do they make you do like go to like a like a big pickup so everybody gets to see who you are and stuff? I don't know how that works. Like they know me, so like I'm not. Well, no, not every captain might you know know everybody. Oh, I don't know. I I did a. I was in a league when I lived in South Carolina. It was roller, but it was you know run like a regular league, and uh, they had everybody come to like they they blocked off like four hours at the rink and they had all the captains come and you could play or watch. Right. Mm-hmm. And then every single person they took a Polaroid of and they wrote their name. So that way you, and then all the captains were at a table at a bar. Uh, what was the name of the bar? I don't remember the name of the, maybe it was Hemingway's, but they did have a great sandwich called the fatty Boomalati in Irmo, South Carolina. Uh, it was a great burger, but um, they had all the Polaroids spread out on the table and you were like, Oh, I'm picking this guy and picking this guy. Then you'd have your team and you're like, and it would say position and stuff. It was pretty cool. That is a good cool. way to do it. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm excited for it though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So Dom Moore's heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Okay. So my first hero is it's like a it's like a t- I'm my hero, but also this kid Cooper is collectively also my hero. So Green Biscuit, if you guys play hockey, I'm sure you, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what that is. Like there's these little pucks that you put on concrete, and it literally feels like you're sticking the puck on the ice. They're they're badass. So we've had a relationship with these guys for a while. They sent us a box of morning skate ones that I've had at my mom's house for a while when I was in Nashville. Came home, was going through my room, found like a box of all these green biscuits. I'm like, okay, I'll bring it to the rink, give it to some people. So I go to the rink, and when I get there, it's youth hockey's going on. And first off, the fact that they don't just tell these kids to get dressed in two locker rooms blows my mind. There's kids everywhere. It's a fucking circus. Like every locker room. What do you mean? There's four locker rooms. All the kids are on the ice, but all their bags are in every single locker room. Oh, oh, they don't cram them in. I got you. Yeah, no. So (laughs) they get off the ice. Like, we're in the locker room or whatever. And as this is going on, like, while they're on the ice, I'm like, well, I have a couple of these. So I just walked around the rink and, like, gave out these pucks to, like, some hockey parents. Trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. So I get in the locker room and the kids come in. And, like, one of the dads was in there, too. And everybody's, like, I don't know. I'm, like, tying my skates and shit. And one of the dads is next to me. I was like, does your kid play street hockey? He's like, yeah. So I gave him the puck. He's like, dude, thanks. I mean, that's really cool. 
this little kid Cooper who's sitting next to me goes, Hey, what is that? So I'm like, yeah, like, it's like this little street hockey thing. You could tell he's like, Oh, that's so cool. So I gave this kid a puck. He must've thanked me five or six times. before. Oh, good. This ties in with my heroes and zeros, but go ahead. It was just, it made me feel like there are good parents out there. Like, yeah. and then when I went out to get on the ice, I filled up my water bottle and he was leaving. He came back up to me. He's like, Hey, I just want to say thank you again. I'm like, no problem. Coop. Like, good for him. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I'm sure if I run into him, I'll say hi to him again. Um, and shout out to my favorite Zamboni driver over at Schenectady Ice Rink. Guy's a beauty. So I gave him a puck too. Nice. Um, and then I didn't know if this was a hero or a zero. It was just like a crazy fucking video. I just blogged this. Did you see this hockey coach lose his finger? No. So his skated over? No, he's at he's fucking with like the glass i don't know if he was like closing a penalty box door or whatever oh my god yeah it, it literally popped off like because well, of the weight and the sharpness right he shut the door on it no he was like up top with like the glass i don't know what happened i think he might have went to go down and his wedding ring got stuck in the glass and his finger literally popped off of his hand like yeah. you see the finger go flying the guy's like this the other coach looks he looks back he goes whoa was it spurting blood I didn't see. I didn't see blood. I you you do literally see the finger go fucking flying. So and this guy just walked off. So my hero of the week, I guess, is that guy because if you look at me weird, I need a stretcher. Like I can't imagine if my <laughs> finger fell off, what type of like it would be awful. I'd be medic. I'd be fucking <laughs> screaming like. So not only are hockey players tough, hockey coaches are also tough. My dad once when we had a like an old metal. Uh like swing set in the backyard, he was trying to adjust something and it was just a little too high. So he could like on his tiptoes. Right. Yeah. And he got hung up on his wedding ring mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it off. And he was yelling for my mom and she had to call nine one one. They had to come with a fucking like the jaws of life saw and cut the ring off to get him off. it. See, yeah. that's, that's why you wear those like uh, rubber rings or just get a tattoo or get a tattoo. Um, yeah. If you get a chance to watch a video, it's not like horrific. There's not like blood everywhere. It, it literally looks like he like goes to jump down and a hot dog goes flying in the penalty box. Like, it's gonna be it's great, great when you find out later this week that he was holding a hot dog. <laughs> I hope I so. I hope he didn't the finger. <clears throat> I want to be surprised. So shout out to that guy. That those yeah. are my hero and like kind of a hero zero situation. I don't know. Yeah. But what do you got? Uh my zero is the lack of civility in the country these days. Okay. Can I just get a fucking wave if I let you go in traffic? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, give yeah. me a fucking break. The last two days, I don't know what's because I'm driving my daughter to school and I'm on the road at a different time. But if I'm in stop and go traffic, I'm going to let someone come out of the side road. I don't have to. So <coughs> wave, say thank you. If I'm if I'm walking into a store, I always hold the door for someone. Yeah. Say thank you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. another one, return your fucking shopping carts. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? obesity is such an issue in this country. Walk the fucking 30 feet and bring your cart back. Yeah, I agree. So all those things just get go under my skin. It's just like, it's so stupid. And this kid Cooper sounds like he won't do any of those things when he's no, not at all. You know what? Another pet peeve of mine is um, people who pull out in front of you and then don't, don't get on the gas. Yeah. That's fucking insane. If you're in a hurry to get in front of me, as long as I don't really have to slam the brakes and like you get up and go, I'll still be like, well, that was kind of a dick move or whatever you pull in front of me in a, in a 55 and you, you like squeal your tires out in front of me and then you go 43. 
or I'm going to want to run you off the road. Not only that, but then you pull out in front of me, so I have to jam the brakes, and then you take the next left. Mm-hmm. Like fuck oh, off! Oh yeah, like you couldn't wait to fucking. Especially seconds. when you look behind you and there's no one behind you at all. I yeah. I uh, I'm not afraid to use a horn. Like, Dude, like I have an air horn just for these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's my zero. My hero is this guy, writer director Garth Jennings. He is the writer and director of Sing One and Sing Two, the kids' movies, mm-hmm. where they mix in pop songs. And anyways. So my daughter is all about Sing 2 right now, to the point where if she hears a snippet of a song, she goes, no, Dad, that's Sing 1. I'm like, all right, sorry. So in Sing 2, they have Prince, Let's Go Crazy, which she really likes the song, because I think the porcupine sings it or whatever. But So she really likes the song, which led to last night a 40-minute, probably, uh, dive into Prince's music with her and I, which ended with us watching Prince's halftime at the Super Bowl performance, where in Miami with the Thunder, and you ever mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. Which is like his best live performance that I would let her watch. And my daughter is uh, kind of a Prince fan now, and I'm very happy about that. And I, so this guy, Garth Jennings, is my hero this week. It's a cool way to pass on like older generations' music doing it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. cool. But it's crazy when we watch the movies, like I'll, I'll like ham it up and sing along. And she's like, you know, this song. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know, this song. I'm like, yeah, it's Elton John and you two and Prince. I got it. You know? Like, yeah. It's Joan Jett. I used to party with yeah, her. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, heroes and zeros. We only have one last thing for you guys. Three stars. Let's do it. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are Stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars, man, and it is fall. It's officially fall. I had jeans and a flannel on today. It was a little chilly outside. I did um, not wear a sleeveless t-shirt today, so it's getting to be fall. Yes. Um, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do fall scents. Uh, well, this started out as candles. It started out as candles, and then we moved to fall scents. I think fall scents is a little bit good. So my number three, this can be a curveball, it's not even a scent. It's just the crisp air. It's a nonsense. It's just, it's the no humidity in the air. It's the, wow, it's cold. If I breathe, is there going to be some like, is there, am I going to see my breath? That's what I'm saying. So that would be, I fucking live for that shit, dude. That's my third star. Do you want something? When I used to smoke butts back in the day, when I'd be ripping the old darts, there was nothing (laughs) better than having uh, coffee and a cigarette in the morning on the back porch on a fall day. There you go. You just get it. Yeah. So my number three is a is a few smells that go together, like at a outdoor barbecue type thing in the fall. It just mm-hmm. hits differently yeah. than than the than the summer. Like summer barbecue has that smell because it's like burgers, dogs, sauces, right. sometimes chicken. In the fall, it's like fucking steaks. Right. Yeah. You're not dicking around. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? It's not yeah. you're not having little burgers. It's like we're going to go outside and grill some steaks and then we're going to go inside and eat them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that goes wrong along with that is cider. The smell of like hot cider. And yeah. actually, do you remember the video we did last year? My buddy Al yeah. Cider Fest is coming up and I he's got some new contraption. I think he's got uh, he was telling me about it the other day. Uh, he hooked up a garbage disposal. Uh, to a table with a hole in it that they're going to funnel the apples and the garbage disposal is powered by a bicycle. 
Really? Yeah. So he hooked it all up. So I go, he goes, Oh, do you want to put me on your video again? You know, he doesn't understand most of this. And I'm like, I go, yeah, man. He goes, well, we can get you to pedal. I go, I'm going to have to wear my Ray Bork Jersey. He's like, hell yeah. So perfect. That'll so be there cool. you go. <laughs> That'll be cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, my number two kettle corn. Like when you're walking, oh. like, I just, I don't know. I like whether it's normally at what, like an apple picking place. Like sometimes I have it downtown. Um, but there's just something about that cool air. And then you smell the kettle corn. And you're like, holy shit. It's fun. well, that's like, it's like fair food, right? Yeah. And if the fair is usually at the end of the summer. So it signifies the end of it, the beginning of fall. So I get you like, ke- like kettle corn or like fried dough. Yeah. Ket- kettle corn. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. What's your, uh, what's your number two star? I could see a t-shirt kettle corn. With the ear of corn with like eyes and like a gap tooth where oh. you're not, you know what I mean? Like, and then some kind of funny saying underneath. That'd be yeah. good. Uh, so mine is kind of a late fall, but I'm going to count it. Like the we're getting close to the Christmas smells. Like evergreens, you know, all the, the people start putting wreaths up, the smell of pumpkins. I don't like pumpkin in stuff like pumpkin spice, but I like the smell of all that stuff. Like the dried mm-hmm. corn on the door and all that, you know. I just, ah, oh, I just love when the humidity leaves. That's like yeah, my favorite. Agreed. agreed. That's a good one. And then my number one's a bonfire. Love the smell of a fucking bonfire. There's no yeah. better smell in the world, I don't think. And like, and, and it, it's so weird. Wait, do you like a bonfire or a bond? This fire. keeps coming up, huh? It's just like a thing. <laughs> I just really like bonfires. Yeah, no, it's fine. So <clears throat> that'd well, be my number one. My uh, my number one is a kissing cousin of yours. I have the uh, wood stove. We heat the house with a wood mm-hmm. stove. And I love the smell of a wood stove. Always have. Yeah. And when I used to have an office shop, it would be funny because my jacket would be hanging like on the back of the door. And if someone came into my office, they'd be like, what is that? What? I'm like, oh, it's my jacket. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the house heats with a wood stove. So I don't notice it unless I'm out of the house all day. Right. And I and come home in. and the stove's going. It's like, oh, yeah. And then especially when you put that um, that simmering water on top with, like, some uh, cinnamon sticks in it and stuff. Yeah, that's good. Dude, that that's some good shit right there. That's that's a good yeah. number one. Your, yours is better than mine. That was a good No, one. it's the same. Same thing, man. It's fire. That was good. Um, but remember earlier we said we didn't have a lot to talk about. We're already an hour and 10 minutes. I know, in, I know, I know. And <laughs> that's pretty much all we have for you. Um, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at morning underscore skate. Uh, check out our YouTube channel where we record our podcasts, put them all on over there. Um, it's almost hockey season. Shout out to all the new writers. Appreciate all the work that you do. Ken, you're, you're the man of the week, bud. And, uh, Brown, you have anything else? As always, if you're a new listener, I sign off every every time the same. Someday a hopeful guest, someday a hopeful friend, Jerome Ginlow, wherever you are, you great, big, bald, beautiful man. Someday we will become friends. One of these days. It'll happen. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you next week.